Thanks for downloading this podcast, which is for personal use only. All contents are copyright Radio Show Limited and must not be reproduced, rebroadcast, or used in any form without permission. For contact details, go to www.radiolamon.com. Hello, everybody. I'm John Hindorf, and here outside Hindorf Towers, I'm enjoying a cup of coffee whilst admiring the sleek lines of the latest subject of our real world road test series radiolamon.com real world road tests and here it is the aston martin v8 vantage convertible this one presented in beautiful metallic black with a, a black hood and a black leather interior it's the multi-spoke silver rims a little bit of bright work around the front and a very very good looking car it is indeed do you know, I was very lucky to get into one of the coupes when they first came out, and a very low VIN number car that was indeed a few years ago, and I thoroughly enjoyed the time that I spent with the then relatively new V8 Vantage, and of course Aston Martin and indeed even the Vantage line have moved on a lot since those days. The V8 is no longer the only engine choice, the mighty 6 litre V12 has been shoehorned in to the space underneath that elegant swooping bonnet but the V8 always has a special place for me although it is I suppose what you could call the entry level model for Aston Martin both in coupe and convertible forms it's by no means the poor relation of any of the other vehicles or indeed even of the car with the V12 I think it still remains one of the best value high performance sports cars in the premium sector of course and whilst we call this a real world road test I absolutely accept that for most people this is an aspirational car a car that you might perhaps consider if you came into some money or uh, maybe as a, a weekend car if you were coming to the end of your working life and decided you wanted to do something a bit special with uh, your payoff. Let's just remind ourselves about the car itself. It has that very classic now Aston Martin grille. Uh, this one with the number plate mounted at halfway up, but I always think just spoils the lines a little bit, but it's regulations here in the United Kingdom. Uh, this one has the sort of checkered grille with the uh, slats, the rather thick slats that uh, do give it a, I think a, a look of perhaps a Zagato or something like that going underneath that one thing I do notice since the early car that I drove some years ago is that the front splitter has become more prominent it's also a little bit lower and further out from the car but those beautiful lines that Marek Reichman penned those years ago around the uh, headlight clusters with the built-in LED running lights and the headlamp wash wipe that just blend almost seamlessly into the front wings here and then there's something about the proportions of this car from that bonnet which swoops backwards the on this car white enamel Aston Martin wing badge with the two streaks that go up to the air intake grills uh, on the top of the bonnet through the way the wheels fill up the wheel arches it's got a much more pronounced rake to the 
windscreen pillars than the coupe and of course in the wing sides in the fender sides the classic Aston Martin opening there with the chrome strip down the middle of it it's a compact car the overhangs are next to nothing and as you walk past the door handles light up of course and the coupe of course would have the hatchback but I think Unusually for a convertible, sometimes convertibles, particularly with the roof up, look a bit ungainly. But there's something that about the way this uh, Aston Martin VS Vantage has been put together that makes it look every bit a finished article, not a, an afterthought. And the convertible, whilst not looking exactly like the coupe, of course, I think retains a, a very good proportion, and that hood snug as it is over the front window the, the door window and with the glass back window as well here which is heated and I'm glad to say this one's got a black roof I'm not a great fan of uh, contrasting uh, roof material coming round to the back of the car again the wheel filling the wheel arch those large exhausts pr protruding from underneath the the rear diffuser just sticking out again slightly different from the car that I drove all those years ago but still very much recognisable as an Aston Martin and indeed as a Vantage the rear light clusters have changed little in their design but they now uh, rather like the DBS have clear lenses with the uh, multiple reflectors behind them and LEDs that light up the requisite colours, red for your brake lights, yellow for your traffic haters and obviously white for your reversing lights. The Aston Martin wing badge in the middle with a little high level brake light and that slight ducktail that is built into the bodywork and the chrome vantage bag badge just uh, sitting there as well. Just put my coffee down for a moment while we open the boot. Still do like that little metal switch that you just push to open the boot now i've been seeing a lot lately about cars that aren't particularly practical and whilst practicality might not be the first order of the day as far as an aston martin convertible is concerned you'll be pleased to know that there is a usable boot there is it the sort of trunk space that you would be able to get your luggage in if you were going away for a five-week European tour? Well, no, it's not. But it's been more than adequate to get all of our radio equipment in and even ice bags for a week's jaunt to the Nürburgring for the N24. And what a perfect piece of machinery in over a thousand miles of driving this Aston has been to do that it took a little bit of planning in terms of what we put in which bag and which where which bag went but it was capable of taking that and there are one or two of its alleged rivals at the moment that wouldn't be able to do that the entrance and exit to the car just the two doors of course affected by these i still think very lovely door handles that uh, you just push the front part and then open the door door doesn't open quite as uh, high as its coupe counterpart and the window slips down just a moment so that you can break the airtight seal if you like i'll leave my coffee outside here as i shut myself in and it's exactly as you'd expect it to be for an aston martin 
uh, it retains all of the opulence that you would expect and all of the quality feel. Everything that you touch, everything that you interface from the steering wheel, the six-speed gear lever, even where you open and close the doors has a very, very solid feel to it. Uh, even here where the power outlet is, that's metal. Listen, not plastic on the centre console and uh, everything stitched, beautiful leather, piano black inserts on the uh, quite substantial centre console here and that has changed a little bit still perhaps a little bit busy and it's still not the most intuitive to use let's just uh, fire it up and the sat nav pops up out of the dash as it always has one of the great criticisms that not only myself but all quite a lot of other motoring journalists have had over the years is how clunky the sat nav is this has been replaced the older system now has finally been replaced across the Aston range by uh, what looks to me to be a Garmin system. Uh, it's fully integrated with the car and indeed some of the controls are on the steering wheel. Uh, it works much better, it is uh, far more intuitive to use. It's still not, I have to say, the gold standard as far as these things are concerned. There's no option for Google Maps, although you can integrate your telephone with it. Um, it's still slightly too many key presses and what really holds it back and I use Garmin devices in other cars and indeed my motorbike's got one as well so it's not as if I'm uh, not familiar with them but what really holds it back is this clunky system of entering uh, the different modes and you have to leave it in the right mode on the centre console before you can make any adjustments there are six buttons beautifully tactile either side of a joystick underneath the, the Aston Martin branded clock which cleverly changes uh, time zones itself by the way using the sat-nav and GPS which is a lovely touch if you're going backwards and forwards across the channel and there's a button for navigation phone menu AM FM radio and mode if you are for example in AM FM and you want to change something on the sat nav you first of all have to go back to the nav button before you do anything or otherwise you'd be changing your radio station or perhaps messing about with your ipod the good news is that uh, telephone and ipod integration was dead easy and that has all worked perfectly well still i feel there needs to be some work there because it's it is really a sit down and read the manual job and I would think that if somebody had just paid the money for this car the last thing they would want to do is have a 25 to 30 minute reading session what you really want to do is get out in this car and uh, and get it fired up uh, the seats uh, well you know we've said this before about all of the Astons that we've been fortunate enough to drive they are some of the best that I've ever sat in uh, they are controlled by uh, very familiar controls for the backrest and the squab on the side of the centre console. I still have some reservations about that and it has become for me um, an absolute habit that I take everything out of my trouser pockets so that I can't 
bang into them if we get into any spirit of driving and start to move the seats. Uh, there's the addition of some lumbar controls just here on the left-hand side of the seat, squeezed right up against the centre console, and that's where the two-stage seat heater is as well. Fly-off handbrake on the driver's right hand on this UK right-hand drive version. But honestly, you soon get used to that, and anybody who's had old British cars will understand about fly-off handbrakes. The operation of the convertible top actually couldn't be any easier. A single button. It's not an automatic operation, though. You do have to keep your hand on it. The whole of the back cover flips up. It is a rag top, not a hard top. Slips in, windows go back up, and here comes the... Roads to top, if you will, closing back down again. What was that? I don't know, 20 seconds, something like that. And now, as you can hear, we're back in the open air. There is a tiny bit of storage behind the two seats. Uh, no pretense made at any back seats. This is a two-seater only. But there's a, a reversed centre console here that you can throw some bits and pieces in. And also behind the seats, there's a couple of scalloped areas. Um, intriguingly I think with cord hooks in them so you could possibly put your jacket down there and have it hanging behind the seats we actually managed to get a haversack in there um, or maybe you could put some groceries in or something like that there is a tiny little shelf which is about three or four inches wide um, speaker grills in there as well for the very excellent sound system even with the roof down it works very well it still has these beautiful analog dials which looks like they've been made out of solid aluminium billet and of course the miles per hour one on the left rotates clockwise the rev counter on the right rotates anti-clockwise and there is something very sexy about that it's a simple dashboard all controls the trip controls fuel mileage average speed etc all controlled from the stalk on the left hand side the wipers uh, uh, on the right hand side, stock on the left also doing the headlights and headlight flash, main beam etc. High intensity discharge beams, very very good headlights indeed. In fact the only criticism that I would have of the interior, and I'm being terribly picky and I think I said this before looking back, is that the stalks themselves, the indicator and the windscreen wiper stalk are perhaps just a little bit at odds with the quality feel of everything else that's there because everything else on the steering wheel is so lovely clad in leather and there's a little bit of a plasticky feel to that the good news is that the other real niggle that i had when i first got this car in that it was opened and started with a key from a very very low model Ford what was used to be called the nail key that's gone and you now have the same glass and metal emotion control or whatever it is that Aston like to call it basically it's an electronic key that also uh, either flashes the lights opens the boot or the doors and it slots in very very beautifully it is something that is nice to keep in your hand and of course once you want to start the car, you just push that in and hold it. And you get that beautiful V8 noise. So all in all, a good place to be inside. There's just enough of storage space in the doors. The glove box is completely filled up with the bespoke uh, brochure. Um, 
one or two things that weren't in the brochure that I was a bit disappointed to see. A couple of sections miss- missing from there, including the a, a full and comprehensive section on how to work the sat-nav. Um, again, because I was Garmin literate, that wasn't a big issue for me. Uh, electric windows and door mirror controls on the right hand side of the driver's door exactly where you'd expect them to be everything works perfectly well and the door mirrors do fold in when you lock the car now from the driver's seat and i like to sit pretty low on the ground most people who i've spoken to seem to be able to get comfortable the steering wheels move backwards and forwards as well as up and down it's very easy to get that set to a nice position and not obscure any of the instruments and with the roof down I mean is there a better looking car really I'm not sure the hood is completely stored out of the way and being as it is a fabric hood it hasn't intruded into any of that luggage space at the back it's not big to start with it'd be a disaster if you took any of it up with the hood but the hood doesn't and that's the great thing and just as I remember from the first car that I drove all those years ago, is there anything better than the slight visual distortion that you get from the heat coming up from those bonnet vents from the beautiful V8? Just a slight heat here. You only notice it really when you're standing still or moving slowly in traffic, but it just reminds you of the awesome power and torque that you get from this V8 engine, which has been improved since I first drove the coupe version of this car some years ago. So, I suppose what you really want to know is what it's like out on the road. Well, you'll find out that next here on RadioLamont.com and our real-world road test of the Aston Martin V8 Vantage Convertible. Real-world road tests. So, here we are then, out on the road in the Aston Martin V8 Vantage Convertible, the Roadster. And yeah, it's just very easy to get caught up in this whole experience with this car. You really do sit in it, it surrounds you, it's a uh, everything is exactly where you want it to be. The Alcantara and leather interior is exactly exactly as you would expect, and the driving experience, well, you know, it's the sort of car that you would just want to take out for a run because you can. I'm just going to pull over for a moment. The roof is down and just listen to this soundtrack. Isn't that glorious? And of course, if you want to, you can make that kind of noise all the time. The exhaust baffles seem to cut out and uh, do the bypass from about 4,000 revs. And that is when this car really comes to life. But you know what? Driving this car like a hooligan is not, I repeat, not what I think brings you the most fulfilment and excitement. Because the car is so tractable. And you hear the phrase everyday supercars all the time. But here is a car that absolutely lives up to that description. It's 13 degrees Celsius. I'm in a, a t-shirt and a sweatshirt and a pair of jeans. The roof's down. I don't even have the heated seat on. As you can hear, 
travelling about 50-55 miles an hour I'm on a country road at the moment the wind buffeting is virtually non-existent I can smell the countryside sometimes better than others the smells that is I can look straight up and see the clouds I'm getting the fresh air around me and yet I'm not cold I'm not being buffeted about in the course of driving this car over the last week we've had the top down when it was raining and provided you going forward like good old fashioned convertibles like my old Sunbeam Alpine from 1965 as long as you're going forward you don't get wet alright once you get into a traffic jam things change and change quite quickly you have to stop and get the the roof up but it's quite possible that temperatures way down in the single digits of Celsius to sit in this car albeit perhaps with a, a hat on and a jacket but with the heated seats and the heater on on your feet it is still a very very pleasant place to be and let me tell you with the roof up there's none of the rattles and squeaks and rumbles and flaps that you expect or perhaps would have expected from convertibles in the past it is as cocooned as you would expect the hardtop car to be the other thing that Aston have achieved with this V8 Vantage Roadster is the lack of what's called in the trade scuttle shake now what does that mean well, when you take the roof off a car you affect its structural rigidity most cars nowadays are designed to have a roof on them and therefore the roof as part of the monocoque affects the structural rigidity of the car particularly the side to side or the corner to corner twisting forces when you take the roof off it affects the way that the car the suspension and the shell of the car reacts to bumps on the road now again in the space of the time that we've had this car we've run it on very smooth German autobahns very hot old British roads and Belgian roads which if you know anything about Belgium you will know just where that stands in the hierarchy of the roads I've mentioned we've also been on country roads some of which have been perfectly smooth and some of which have been single track roads which quite frankly haven't been and despite the low profile tyres and the lack of a roof the ride the cabin noise the just general feeling of security to be honest it's been very good indeed now you can talk about figures and you can talk about cubic capacity and all that sort of thing till you're blue in the face but ultimately it's always going to be about what the car feels to drive and to live with now I'm not going to lie this car is much happier on the open road than it is stuck in traffic I think some people might find the clutch action just a little bit tiresome on the left leg I don't I like it it's very positive the gearbox throw is short and precise the steering beautifully weighted it is power assisted but beautifully weighted and just gets better and better the harder you lean on the car and you know as I get older revving the car up to the rev line is just something I don't want to do anymore I want to drive it on the torque we all talk about power but we drive the torque and this car is quite happy in sixth gear at sub 30 miles an hour 
and it will chug along in traffic in first and second gear almost without use of the clutch and just allow you to almost drive it like an automatic and when you want to just getting it above that 4000 revs just to get that little bit of a V8 raw the first coupe that I drove in the Aston Martin Vantage had a slightly different engine this one now taken out to 4.7 and the only slight criticism I had of the powertrain of that car was it was a little fluffy between sort of three and a half and five thousand revs well the increase in the cubic capacity and in fairness some development on the engine intakes and the fueling has completely and utterly cured that and this is a beautiful all-round package if you were so minded you could absolutely drive it down to the Nürburgring as I've just done do a few tourist laps as we didn't do unfortunately no time this time around have a bit of fun and drive it home or go and track date yes as a convertible the biggest compliment that I can give this car echoes what I said when I first drove it is that it is a car that I could use every day and frankly if I had this car I'd want to use it every day it's not a car I'd want to leave in the garage dimensions wise it's easy to park it's quite short it's actually quite narrow although you don't feel that when you're inside and the driving experience is nothing short of gorgeous every time you jump into it what's really amazed me that is in the intervening years since I drove the first coupe the car doesn't seem to have aged and yet it doesn't seem to have changed that much either there are a few detailed changes as I've mentioned and most of those are for the better considerably for the better but this is still a car that people look at put the thumbs up want to take pictures of as they drive past you and generally speaking just as when we had the car what five or six years ago now maybe even more people seem honestly very very happy to see you driving an Aston Martin it's not something you can say about expensive prestige cars all the time but there seems to be no envy no resentment the Aston almost has a way of bringing people together people want to talk to you about the car people want to wave at you people want you to rev the motor as well as they go by it which we try to resist of course but when it the soundtrack from the engine is that good once in a while you've got to accede to these demands of the people around you it's the right thing to do isn't it so summing up then taking the roof off the V8 Vantage doesn't take anything away from the driving experience and that's a really good thing because the coupe has always been a, a great car to drive yes there's a slight trade-off in terms of practicality because you don't now have the hatchback but you've still got a more than usable luggage space which is not affected when the roof goes down um, is it a grand tourer um, a grandish tourer if you were going to do the, the European tour you might have to send a valise or two off with your man and uh, have him pull up at the hotel of your choice 
but nevertheless this is a very capable intercontinental tourer and a car that you just want to get in and drive and drive and drive and what's more it's not a tiring car to drive because of all of that torque from the increased capacity of the V8 engine you can just stick it into six and let it cruise along either with your right foot or the cruise control my only issue would be how many miles I would rack up on one of these if I had it myself in terms of the driving that we've done in it very nearly a thousand miles in mixed conditions including our car test including backwards and forwards to the Nürburgring at middle 20s overall in terms of the miles per gallon on UK gallons of course you could quite easily get much closer to 30 on a run if you were taking things easy and you know for a car like this that's really pretty decent indeed and what it does do is it means that this could be your last car and what I mean by that is you know if you're going to ch cash your chips in and buy something and you think well I'm going to have a weekend car and a sensible car well you know if you only need to carry one other person your significant other and you can you and they can pack into a soft bag everything you need for a long weekend or maybe a week away then this is the car for you you have the advantage of getting the top down as well and you know some of the earlier models are getting within reach of a second hand buy and this may be the entry level to Aston Martin ownership this V8 engine car in the coupe and in the convertible but it's a it's still a real Aston Martin it still draws heads and in terms of its balance I think value for money wise you know somebody needs to sell me really hard on the V12 this is a great car and it's being overlooked the Aston Martin V8 Vantage convertible a real Aston a real driver's car and a real everyday car <laughs> sounds like a decent deal to me another real world road test from RadioLeMond.com check out more at RadioLeMond.com this program is a Radio Show Limited production for more go to www.RadioLeMond.com Radio Show Limited. We talk to the world.